dear wonderful people of the internet, welcome back to another episode of The Future Of. My name is Chris and today, in keeping with our recent theme of financial optimization, we will be talking to Mads Bricks, Head of Communication and Branding at CreditWire. CreditWire is a Danish fintech that works with companies, small, medium and large, to help them optimize their finances. As we have been discussing recently, high inflation and short-term remedial monetary policies have left many companies gasping for air. So today, financial optimization is not just a nice idea to explore, but it might actually become a matter of survival. In this interview, we discuss the challenges of bringing a product to market that many companies don't realize that they need. And that's, of course, until they're able to experience the big difference that it can make to their bottom line. We also touch upon the need for financial optimization for businesses and the essential role that communication and branding plays in articulating a narrative that lets business owners and investors become aware of the potential that financial optimization can have for businesses' cash flows. Matt, it's great to see you and great to be with you. Thanks for taking time to speak to us. Thanks for having me. And uh, let's just start talking a little bit about financial optimization. Yes. And, and specifically, I think we're talking financial optimization in the context of small and medium enterprises, right? Yes. Okay, so wh what is it and why should small and medium enterprises care about it? Financial optimization is, the way we define it, is uh, to make something people already do just easier. So in, in, instead of uh, reinventing the wheel, it's actually just focusing on how can we improve the experience. Mm -hmm. So that is financial optimization. Imagine if you're a company, you, you sell soap. Uh, then potentially once yearly, you have to go renegotiate something with your bank. Mm -hmm. And in that process, you have to collect a lot of, uh, a lot of documents and a lot of numbers and from many different systems. And it's gonna take you a lot of time mm -hmm. to collect all of this, to give it to your bank so they can evaluate your situation. Uh, so the financial optimization version of that situation is that you basically log into an online platform, connect it to your ERP system and invite your bank directly. So they have direct access to the numbers and figures that they need to evaluate you. So you don't have to spend time on this. The bank doesn't have to spend time on it. It just happens. That's something you already do just easier. Okay, so I want to try to understand the context a little bit because yes. uh, CreditWire is a fintech, so uh, it's in the name, right? There's a, there's a use of technology for financial services. So why is it, what is it about technology that is uh, making financial optimization relevant now that couldn't be done before? I think there are, obviously, as with many things, there are more aspects. Uh, I think one interesting is that people are getting more and more used to using technology. So it's easier for them to engage with it. Uh, it's easier for them to test it and to, to actually use it. Uh, I think it's also evident that uh, that the development has proven that now it's you can actually start small. Mm -hmm. I feel like looking back that you years ago you'd have to you'd have to have the full picture before you ventured on to do something with tech. You would know all the steps along the way, you would know the pros and the cons and sometimes if that didn't succeed it could kill a whole project. Uh, but now, with the developments, it's much easier to start small and then build 
and learn as you go. And that's perfectly okay because you can combine many of the solutions uh, so you don't actually have to know everything from the get-go. Uh, and I think that's very appealing to, uh, to people when start using this because obviously the other scenario is, uh, is super scary if you have to know everything in advance. So, so previously, if a company wanted to optimize their finances, what would they have had to do that is no longer the case with solutions like I this? Think that we also have to understand that potentially many companies don't know that they have to optimize their financial situation. Maybe they're not even interested in it because many many of the companies would potentially follow a dream, right? You see the entrepreneurs they have a dream about something they're putting into the world, right? Uh, and it's it's super it's a, it's a privilege to be in a, in a business where you help people with their dreams and have them come true, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but but. But the financial aspect of running a business is potentially something that the business owners are not that interested in. It in sorry, so 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 they need help, uh, and they they there's this facilitation of understanding that we that they need to have to actually build their company instead of just maintaining their company, if you like. Mm -hmm. Let's talk a little bit about CreditWire. Because yes. uh, CreditWire is a company that does financial optimization for, for small and medium enterprises, also for big corporates, I, I understand. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, we, we are, we are kind, kind of special in, in the way that we've set together our audience because we don't focus on a single target audience, we actually focus on a system. So we, we focus on the small and medium large companies, uh, the SMVs. We also focus on uh, the accountants and we focus on the banks. So this system is interesting because the glue that kind of holds the system together is the ERP data that we work with. We collect it, we structure it, and we activate it. Uh, and if you if you if you look at that in the light of our vision to reimagine financial experiences, to build a platform for financial optimization, then when you have a system, we actually have the opportunities to help all aspects of the system. We can give the SMEs an overview that they very much need. We can also give them. Uh, the connection to their closest uh, advisors, their accountant and their banks. And we can give them the assurance that, that their closest advisors actually have access to the relevant data. Instead of, let's say, the, the, the scenario could be that they would have access to an 18 months old annual report. Mm -hmm. Would you ever base your decisions on that? <laughs> the, the, the quick answer would be no. Oh. But many companies and many advisors, that's, that's what they have to base their decisions on today. So looking at this system, having the real-time data actually allows us to help both the companies and the accountants and the banks. Okay, so um, you, you speak about then the fact that you, your, your solution is based on a system rather than on a target uh, audience or an addressable market. What other... Uh, distinct advantages does uh, CreditWire has over similar solutions in the market? Uh, definitely our position is uh, is interesting uh, because of this system, but we, I think the, the main thing we say that we collect, activate and structure financial data. The reason we do it is because we want to make way for more knowledge, better decisions and ultimately stronger companies. Um, the structuring part of this is super interesting. Not that the other two parts are not interesting, but the the collecting part has to do with building APIs, integrate, integrating with different systems. And the activation is instead of showing boring numbers, you'll see graphs. It comes alive, it, it has colors, and you can see the correlation between things. But the structuring is is the heart of CreditWire. That's all the algorithms that does all the calculations that that make sure that the mapping is automated, that the that the 
the, the, the reclassification is done, that the validation is done, all of these things that the accountants would normally have to manually do, that is something that the system takes care of on its own. So it, it kind of creates a standard for looking at ERP data, uh, which, is, uh, which is very unique. Uh, so it's, it's unique in, in, its ability, in, in our ability to have actually created a system that can, uh, that can automate processes that were previously manual and very time consuming. Uh, and that, I think, I think you cannot see it without the position also, because in, in doing that, you, that is what that system needs. Uh, that, so, so I think we've truly created something that people cannot live without once they've actually implemented it. Uh, the interesting question is then, do, do everyone know that they need a platform for financial optimization? Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm pretty confident that the answer is no. And that's the interesting challenge, right? Right, okay, so, uh, and I, I really want to get to that because I think the idea of selling a product for where there's no known demand, it has, uh, has definitely a lot of challenges. And we'll get to that in a moment. But I, so if I understand correctly, basically what the platform does is that it, it harnesses the power of technology to output something that is very simple, very easy to read, and that just takes all the, uh, all the complexity of the numbers and, and all the information that goes across the ERP to produce something that is ready for decision making. Yes. Uh, right. Yes. So, and, and that is, that is our platform for financial optimization, but that is what it does. It, 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 it's, it collects and then the, the complex structuring, putting all the, all the different elements on the right, uh, in the right places, and then actually making it actionable for people. But it, it, it's, it's all of the, it, it's both the, the companies where you maybe you want ease at mind, right? You, you just want to know that things are what they need to be like. And the accountants might want because they have a meeting with you, so they might want to find ways to optimize your, uh, optimize the company, build it, make it stronger. They'll find those elements in the same data. And the banks want to make sure: should I should I do something with this company? Is it in a, a risk group, or is it just on on a on the right track? And we should just be business as usual. So it's also identifying the the the. The, the interesting uh, optimization opportunities that uh, that the companies need because today they're not getting them mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. not as easily all right so let's talk about your role specifically uh, you are uh, head of branding marketing communications yes all those functions all those functions <laughs> right so I guess in a, in a startup you have to take a really big chunk of, uh, of activities right yes uh, and uh, and and with this adventure with credit wire it has been no exception uh, so it's I was brought on about two years ago uh, in the middle of, uh, of the first COVID uh, round um, and uh, one of the things that really got me sold in the role was that it was a clean canvas. So there was nothing, there was no, there was, obviously we had communication, there was a website, but it wasn't, it wasn't as deliberate as I want to build things, uh, we want to build things. Uh, so it was a, a super interesting challenge. Uh, and, and I, yeah, from from a storytelling perspective, from a narrative perspective, it has been it has been really really interesting. Uh, and there are kind of three things that 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 has been defining in this process, which is super fluent, by the way. Uh, but it's uh, it, it it has been uh, it has been about like everything taking point of departure in the customers. 
mm. in the audiences, right? All three of the audiences. It's been about being, uh, it's been about being super honest, and it's been about, uh, it, it's been about n never wanting to be done, if that makes sense. But but never believing that we really got it. So so keep developing, and and yes, we did something good yesterday, but can we improve today? Not that everything has to change all the time, but there's this notion about we can always improve. And that also makes our narrative and our story uh, dynamic. So I think that has been one of the super interesting uh, challenges uh, in my position, coming from uh, the agency world and uh, and landing in, in FinTech. Uh, that has been super interesting. All right, so, so you'd say that the that Credit Wire's values are basically these three things that you mentioned, never being uh, done, focusing, obsessing about your audience, um, and that's, you know, in a way, giving you an avenue on which to work on for creating a narrative. Yeah, I think both it it can definitely encompass our values, even though they're sometimes articulated with uh, with different uh, with different words or values. But it's definitely something that you would. It, it's it, those are approaches that we use in Creditwire to make sure that we uh, that we always stay on top of our of our game. Definitely, yes. Okay, so let's go back to uh, what we discussed just a while ago. You're creating a product that peop that companies don't necessarily know that they need, but once they buy it, they, 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 they say, how can I ever live without this? Yes. What are the main challenges in your role to make people aware of a need that they might not be fully aware they have? There are many challenges. I think it it's there's also the realization just the, the, to accept that not everyone knows about Creditwire. Not everyone knows that Creditwire is a platform for financial optimization. Uh, and I think the accept and the acknowledgement that that is actually the fact uh, is also helping the way that we've progressed uh, mm -hmm. and to overcome some of the challenges. Because um, in the situation, with the knowledge that we have and with the accept of that, yes, maybe not everyone knows that they need a platform for financial optimization. Then again, no one knew potentially that they needed a post-it until they found out that it was interesting, right? <laughs> uh, but that has, that has made way for us to think about our communication and marketing in a different way. Mm -hmm. um, so we are very aware that we cannot just tweak our product. Uh, we have a beautiful product. It, it works well. Uh, it's it's user friendly for all of the, of the audiences. But if we just keep tweaking the product, if we keep talking about the product or talking about our name, then that is not going to help our audience understand the different use cases mm -hmm. where our product and service might be relevant for them. Uh, so what we what we've done in in Creditwire and the team after like understanding and accepting that not everyone knows uh, uh, who we are is actually to focus a lot on, on, on the market and a lot on, on, uh, on context, figuring out why is this important to the companies? What companies is this specifically important to? Uh, why is this important to accountants and who? What, what kind of accountants? Mm -hmm. um, and that has driven us to, uh, to, to also in our content creation to actually focus more on the market compared to focusing on features. And that has been super interesting. Also in, in, the, in the core of what I told you before about how we wish to create a narrative with a point of departure in the audiences. Because this approach led to that I had to talk to a lot of directors in the banking sector. Uh, and a lot of interesting profiles in the accounting uh, space, and also a lot of interesting SMEs. So I've, I've also gotten my hands dirty and, and tested out different beliefs that we 
thought were maybe true in the real world and, and gotten some 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 uh, like very valuable uh, input back. So what we created with that was actually a white paper. So mm -hmm. we created a first white paper and it resonated way better than we thought it would. And 89%, for example, uh, of the SMEs want to share data with the banks. They just want value in return, mm -hmm. um, which is that it should be it's obvious that there's a potential for the banks in, in working closer with the SMEs on, uh, on that aspect. We found with the accountants that 93% of the SMEs are actually looking for a more digital accountant. They want more digital services, they want more real-time data. Um, and it's, that's also why it's the, our, our audiences, are, audiences are structured in this system because it, it actually facilitates more knowledge both on the banking side but also on the accounting side so they can help the SMEs uh, build a stronger company. Right, okay, so, so then therefore your value proposition doesn't only benefit your direct audience in the shape and uh, form of uh, the, the, the corporates, but it's also there's something in it for the banks as well. Yes, yeah, yeah definitely. It's, uh, and so, so the, whole, yeah, the whole system should benefit from, from the communication if, if, that's what you're, if that's what you're asking. So, yeah. so we are trying to structure our, uh, our communication. So obviously it focuses, if a white paper is for SMEs, how to get through the crisis uh, mm -hmm. digitally, for example. Then it's it's focused on the SMEs, but the 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 perspectives we get out of it is very important for the accountants and for the banks because it lets them know what what's going on in the field of the SMEs. And mm -hmm. when we do it for the accountants, we can use it with the SMEs to let them understand. You should just ask your accountants about these seven things. Yeah. They, they they know about it already. You should just ask. But if they don't know that they need to ask then they're never going to ask and then the demand is never going to be there. And the same for the banks. So when we tell the banks that 90, 98% of them, uh, of their clients actually want to share data with them, then maybe asking for their data in exchange for more value is not as scary because now they know. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. So, so we, we definitely try to make the, the communication flow between our audiences and make more value in the system uh, at, and at the same time Obviously, we, we need to target different uh, the, the different segments, if you like, the, the SMEs and the accountants and the, and the banks individually. Okay, and, and, and what are the specific challenges about branding and conveying the value of a product that, first of all, a large majority of your audience don't know that they need, or, and secondly, that it's a, that it's intangible, that it's that is wrapped in a service like most financial services are. Yeah, but, um... I don't know if it's wrapped like most financial services, but but if we just, if we, if we keep it like that, mm -hmm. uh, then then I guess the 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 challenge is, I think the challenge, as I said before, was is also coming to the acceptance that the situation is as it is. Mm -hmm. So how do you then create content? Uh, how do you then make sure that you uh, that you service your market with relevant information. Uh, and if it's untangible, Verizon, you, you have, we have to create an interest if we just take the SMEs for, for a minute. Then our, we, we need to come up with an intelligent way to generate this interest if we believe that it's not there, right? Mm -hmm. And that's some of, some of the perception that maybe it's not there. Uh, and there are many ways to do that. Um, what we have found efficient is, for once, to, cr to create content that talks about the market instead of talking about the product. But we cannot keep talking about context all the time. We need to get tangible at some point. And 
that's again where our system comes and helps us uh, because then via the accountants we can we can reach the SMEs. So when the accountant uses CreditWire in a, in a meeting with an SME where they talk about, if you look at this graph, you can see that your, uh, that your income does this and uh, your profit does this and uh, your expenses does this, right? Mm -hmm. So it becomes very tangible and the SMEs, they get a good experience with their accountant actually understanding what the accountant knows now about their companies. So it becomes way easier for the accountant to help the SME and the SME get a better understanding of their own business in return. So it's actually the accountants that are using CreditWire to create value with the SMEs, but in doing so, they're creating a demand from the SMEs mm -hmm. that now they, this is, it's really nice for them to get this overview. All of a sudden, they understand what's actually going on and they can actually make decision on a, uh, on a known foundation. Now they don't have to guess anymore. Right. They actually know it. So I think that the, the, the specific challenge is to come up with, it, it sounds easy when I say it like that, but it's, it's a process of understanding that, okay, that is the right way to influence the market. It is to actually create content with some industry profiles that people know and trust. Mm -hmm. That knowledge and, and, the, and the trust that's in, infused then with, with our brand is something that makes them want to use the product. And then when they use it with the SMEs, then it, then it makes sense for the SMEs. Uh, and they can then share it with the bank also, so the so the circle is uh, is. Does it make sense? Yeah, yeah, like absolutely, that? absolutely. That's I think that's really really fascinating because, yeah, you, you need to you you raise awareness of the problem by creating content that addresses the context, yes. and then you bring the solution which is already nicely packaged in the product that you sell. Exactly, exactly. So you can say that we are, we are actually the reason why we get up in the morning is that we want to create better financial experiences. Mm -hmm. That's what we want. Uh, then. What we do is that we collect and we structure and we activate financial data to make way for more knowledge, uh, better decisions and ultimately stronger companies as we, as we talked about before. And our commercial stake in this system is that we've built a platform for financial optimization. It's an online platform mm -hmm. where you can look at your numbers, you can understand more about your company, you can have a better collaboration uh, with your closest advisors. And that's what we sell. You can go online and you mm -hmm. can buy it, but that is, that is that is just our commercial uh, engine in driving better financial experiences. Right. Well, that's a very noble ambition to uh, to have and, and a great reason to wake up in the morning, I'm sure. A it's lot a of good reason to wake Absolutely. up in the morning. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the differences between your function in a, in a startup. Uh, how, is it, how is it different from, from a branding or a communication function in, a, in an incumbent or in a large corporate? Um, I've, I've mainly worked on, uh, apart from from fintech, I've been in uh, in the in the agency world, mm -hmm. um, and and obviously there are differences, uh, and I think it's you have you have way more roles in uh, in, in in your in, I have made way more roles in my role in in Creditwire that I've that I had on on the agency side, mm -hmm. so I get to do a lot more things. Uh, I think it's been very obvious with uh, with Creditwire because we've had such a rapid growth. It's been two crazy years. Uh, we more than doubled our numbers of uh, of SMEs uh, alone last year. So going from six thousand to more than thirteen thousand, that's more than. 4% of the Danish SMEs that we have on our platform now. Wow. So it's, it's, been a, it's been a fast progression, but that has, that has also demanded that I, I got my hands dirty on writing the white papers. I, I didn't just do the interviews. I, I had to come up with the concept. I had to write the articles. Uh, 
obviously together with with the team but i i also had to do some of the writing mm -hmm. uh, which was great because apparently i love writing <laughs> um, and so it's 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 interesting and i think the turnaround time is faster uh, so you, you need to be able to to also love and live in uh, in more chaos mm -hmm. uh, and thrive in <clears throat> sorry in 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 the way that things naturally change where you in, in on the agency side obviously you have some clients and sometimes that could also be chaotic uh, but from an overall uh, leadership perspective changing the course of the company uh, not that I was in leadership positions but when I, I would imagine that it was much harder mm -hmm. changing like a, a, a larger ship uh, compared to what what uh, what what I'm experiencing now in uh, in Crediwire and I think that that understanding that your responsibility is not just a responsibility, but it actually also depends on you doing it or facilitating that the whole team does it, mm -hmm. uh, is really appealing to me and it's, it's super interesting. Uh, I'm, I'm, when I started, obviously I was me, I was the smallest team, but very quickly uh, it felt like I was one of the biggest team because I just, I started working with people, started building relationship uh, across uh, the sales department, the product department, the tech department, um, because I, I also strongly believe that we cannot live independently. It's, mm. it's all about the, it's all about our coexistence and our understanding of where each other are going all the time that actually makes the wheels turn. If we only focus on marketing, I think the whole thing is going to collapse. Yeah. If we only focus on sales, the same, the same thing will happen. Yeah. Okay. And based on the, so we, we know that startups have sometimes different priorities than, than large incumbents. One of them being the aim to get funding regularly. Yes. What's the role that that marketing, branding, and communication plays in ensuring that there can be a, a consistent flow of investment into startups? That's one of the questions I've thought long and hard about uh, because I've, obviously I want to say that it has a, it has a massive influence, uh, and I also believe that it has a, a large influence, uh, and I think it's. It's the same as our regular go-to-market because what happens in, in a fundraising situation is obviously you want to sell your mm -hmm. idea not to clients but to investors that can make your that can that can follow your dream right they can they can be on your path with you um, so the more the more clearly you can tell your story the more clear and understandable and relatable uh, your, your narrative is mm -hmm. the the more likely is or is it that you will resonate with uh, with the potential investors uh, there's also um, there's also the, the the whole aspect about choosing investors to pitch the story to that that's actually that where it's so there's a, the the relevance between you and the investors um, but in but in creating the story, I've, I'm, I'm pretty sure that it has a it has a large impact on on our ability to to create the understanding that's needed for the investors to uh, to eventually say uh, say yes. Also, from a visual perspective, mm -hmm. that it looks good. They they land on a website that's that's structured. That they get to the right landing pages when they they click the content. That they can see that the white papers that uh, that we have done is actually there that they can see pictures of interesting industry profiles mm -hmm. that say that what CreditWire is doing is interesting, that they need more data sharing, that they want to work more digitally with their clients, that they benefit from saving time. All of those stories is something that have come out in, in, the, in the collaboration between branding and marketing and what we do in the company. 
so, so yes, I, I, I think it plays a very interesting role in, uh, in, in the fundraising process. Definitely. And can, can you maybe share with us what's been the biggest challenge that you've experienced in your role uh, when it comes to fundraising and also what's the, what's the thing you've been most proud of um, in conveying that narrative? Yes, I think for, from a from a fundraising perspective, I've been uh, I've been part of the fundraising process on the side. It's been mainly run by our founder uh, and CEO Nicholas. Mm -hmm. um, but we've had obviously we've had conversations about the narrative, uh, how we structure it, how we build it, how we build the presentation, how we build the different sequences. Mm -hmm. uh, that has been an interesting process that uh, I'm, that he has run uh, individually uh, and and very well. Uh, it's, it's been really nice to see that some of the ideas and, and some of the stories that we talk about in other aspects of the company has actually been brought to life mm. in the story and the pitch that uh, that he has been telling for uh, for the past six months or something. Mm -hmm. So that has been super, super interesting. I think from what I've been proud of is, and maybe if I start by what has actually surprised me, I was quite surprised that one to zero in, in taking over a clean canvas was as hard as it was. Finding finding my feet in a, in a new industry uh, with a new product, trying to understand what three different target audiences all have in common what they need, mm -hmm. uh, but but figuring out the narrative so that I can see that okay it resonates with the SMEs, it resonates with the banks, and it resonates with the accountants, and not just, like it also resonates with the sales department, it resonates with the rest of management. That has uh, that has made me really really happy that we that we've come to that. But also also seeing the the collaboration, uh, and maybe that's also to. Uh, to your question before about the, the difference between uh, working in a, in a startup versus a, a larger corporate, that we've actually been able to establish interesting processes between sales and marketing and marketing and product and sales and product, mm -hmm. so that it all so that it all seems like it, it, it's running like a smooth engine. I mm -hmm. think that has made me really happy. Right. Yeah. All right, Mats. And then uh, just to close. What what would be the advice that you would give to someone in, a, in an agency like yourself or in a, in a big corporation? What would you tell them would be the, let's say, the benefits of choosing a career in a startup and specifically in a fintech as opposed to continuing on an agency or in an incumbent? I think it's always interesting to see the world from a different perspective. Uh, and it can seem intriguing when you're on one side to kind of look to the other side and, oh, maybe it's more interesting over there. Uh, my experience is that any change you make in your professional life, I guess also as in your personal life, is going to be hard. So it's not just like, wow, it looks nice over there, let's go there. Mm -hmm. uh, so, but to get, the diff to get a different perspective on things based from, from, from my agency life to the fintech life that I, that I have now, I would not have done without that because I think it's it's super super interesting mm. uh, and it's interesting that I don't just have an insights department I can go to and ask for numbers. Right. I have to figure <laughs> it out myself. I don't just have a paid department. I have to figure it out myself. Uh, and I think there are a lot of uh, there are a lot of healthy learnings in uh, in that process. All right. Well, with that, I think we can close. And thank you so much for your time and for sharing your insights. I think it's a very interesting perspective that we don't usually get to hear from. So thank you so much, Matt. It's Thanks great. for having me. Great seeing you.